Welcome to the Brown Collective. You may be wondering, what is it? Well, first, it was inspired by Beyonce Knowles Carter's Homecoming and the prolific Nipsey Hussle. You see, stigmas can keep us in subservient positions. And socioeconomic slavery can keep us with a lack mindset. I'm ready to work with entrepreneurs who believe that they can move their cultures forward with their product or service. I'm ready for you to share your voice and I'm here to help you do just that, to impact your local community, your city, your state, and the world. So for now, welcome to the Brown Collective and watch us unify. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of The Brown Collective. You know what we do over here on this podcast, honey. We keep it real. We keep it honest because we want to make sure that we are educating and edifying people in the black and brown community. I'm your host, Latay Davis, and I am uber excited about the amazing couple that I have on tonight. Now, y'all know I can talk, okay, and I can get real long with it. So before I even get to running my mouth, because tonight we are talking about why are you still single? Now, I'm going to be talking with Eric and Sakisha, and let me tell you something. They're going to be all up in my business because I'm still single, and I'm pretty sure ain't none of this stuff they're going to talk about going to relate to me because I, I, I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. <laughs> probably, you, probably you as a listener thinking, I ain't doing nothing wrong either, and that's exactly why we need them all up in our business, okay? So I'm, I'm extremely excited, actually, to have them on because I think that when it comes to us in our community, us growing, us prosper, you know, having prosperity and having solid relationships. Sometimes you need somebody to kind of get in your business and help you flush out those generational things, those things that you tricked yourself into thinking or somebody else has put on you. So let me stop talking. I'm going to let Eric and Sakisha introduce themselves. Come on, share yourself with the people. They need to know who you are. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's say thank you so much for for just having us. We're so, so excited just about the connection with you. Um, I'm Dr. Sakisha Heilick. I'm here with my husband, Eric. We are authors and speakers and relationship strategists. Been married uh, 21 years. But our goal, we just help educate, empower, and encourage people on how to win in their relationships. Um, our, Our core is to do three things help you improve your communication, help get control of your finances, and have better sex. Okay. Okay. That's, That's it in a nutshell. And uh, if I can add my little two cents is we definitely like to reach individuals and couples before they start talking about marriage or even enter into that covenant because the more education that we can give them, you know, the better off their relationships and uh, we can head off of those bad habits and bad mindsets. Uh, so when it starts with dating, you know, you know, looking at what the, you know, what a successful dating uh, date looks like or a relationship. So things we Come like on, to Mr. do. Come on, Mr. Oh, Mr. You know, we done had, look, let me tell you all now. Look, I was just trying to feel out, you know, the highlights. I just wanted to know, you know, what, what we're going to talk about. I didn't mean for uh, Mr. Eric to say, okay, well, let me ask you some questions. I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> so I, I got in the hot seat, y'all. But let me, let, me, let me tell you this. I know they said communication, finances, and sex. What I want you to do is I want you to forget about that last one. Cause that would get us in trouble. Okay, we use we use sex to 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 substitute for communication, and and sometimes we use sex in the wrong way when we think about finances. So I'm really excited though because seriously, as a single, I'm 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 single, um, and I was just sharing with you guys that I feel like for a lot of people before we even 
start looking, before we even start dating, before we even start um, trying to look for a husband, you know, or get married, or, um, you know, before we decide, okay, I'm ready to settle down, I feel like we need to get ourselves together first. Um, So that we don't go into the dating, not even relationships, but the dating scene, carrying this baggage, you know, from from years and years and years ago. So that's why I asked you guys, could we talk about um, the status of single people and figure out if we can help them figure out why are they still single? Now, Lakeisha and Eric, their company, Marriages Can Win, their goal is to help individuals get in solid, um, solid, responsible, mature relationships that will then take them into marriage responsibly. And they also work with marriage, married couples to help them kind of rework some things that may have gotten a little skewed or, or crossed while they were married, yes. right, so that they can save those marriages. And so we want good folks, you know, we want people to be clear on what it is that they're really looking for when they're out here in these dating streets. So, I mean, y'all, I was thinking, I'm up here thinking about sending an email to somebody, you know, that hurt me in the past. And anyway, so we are talking, we're talking about why are you still single. And so one of the first reasons um, that I saw is a common factor is emotional baggage. Yeah. And I'm just going to concur with that. And I really <laughs> thought it would be dope for Sakisha to talk from a woman's perspective um, and then for Eric to talk from a man's perspective to kind of understand how each one of the genders thinks. So, Eric, why do you think that emotional baggage is one of those factors that keeps men from committing in a relationship and staying single? Well, first I want to set the, set the table, um, <laughs> which means both. See, here he go, in. y'all. Baby, he go, y'all. He go, <laughs> in now. Oh, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got my notebook open, Eric. <laughs> come on, Rick. So the man and the woman come from both world, uh, different worlds. The, the man grew up in a separate household, and he has – experience of looking at his parents and um, dealing with his experiences. And the woman has his, her, her experiences of, of, you know, growing up in a household, whether it be from two different, um, you know, parents or, or whether or not. But from the man's perspective, um, if we're not seeing a successful relationship growing up, we, would, we won't know what it looks like. We won't know how to treat um, the woman. Um, when dating. We don't know how to approach it. But if we're learning bad habits from other friends who don't know anything about dating, and then all we're thinking about is the physical act, emotionally we don't build up our emotional health. Um, And all we're thinking about is the physical aspect. Um, So that's just a real quick um, summary. You know, when it comes emotional, emotionally we may not have a anything to build upon but other than what we're experiencing, what we're seeing growing up. And that may be healthy or unhealthy, but still we don't, we don't know what is right, what is successful. Keisha? You know what, when you mentioned that, Eric, what I thought about was, because, you know, we had this conversation or some piece of it before, and what mm-hmm. I realized when you just said that is that although there's been so much conversation about men being able to connect to their emotions, right? And um, Mm -hmm. there's been conversation about, you know, men listening to a woman, you know, hearing what she's saying. That's so idealistic. But then I think about TV and I think about music and I think about the social norms. And it kind of seems like to me the social norms kind of um, uh, clash with what would make a, a, a young man out here dating more successful and ready to commit um, if he were able to get rid of his emotional baggage. But it just seems like the secular world doesn't support him getting rid of that, that baggage because, I mean, it's easy to just pop bottles and, you know, spend money or, you know, not commit and, and do what you do and then keep moving, you know. Do you think that that's 
part of the issue of why it is hard for men of all ages to actually connect on an emotional level and identify those that emotional baggage that they have. Yeah. I'm trying to stop that. Yeah. Oh, she was asking about men connecting on an emotional level. Sure. Oh, so connecting Based on, emotional... on what society kind of is pushing towards them when it comes to the music and to the lifestyle and to, um, you know, just this kind of this persona, I was saying that it seems like those two clash. You know, where if you want to be in a relationship, then you need to get deal with that emotional baggage. But it kind of seems like the secular world kind of sends you another message. It's like, you know, don't commit. You know, have your fun. So do you well, yes, think that that's part? That has a big influence. It's the music that you're listening to. If you're listening to gangster rap or hip hop, and, and and you know, and and it's you know degrading women, talking about women in a, in a you know, negative way. Um, and if your friends are listening to it and then, you know, they're talking about, you know, women and they're calling them out of their names and, you know, so that right there is just going to, you know, affect your, your thinking, the way you think towards women. Um, and then also what you're, you know, what you're exposed to growing up. Um, yeah, emotionally. exactly. Because yeah. We, may, we men have different stages. And it starts out in the boy. We, we, you know, we're learning how to be boys, and, and then we're supposed to grow and mature to become men, and then from men to husbands and from husbands to, to fathers. But if we're stuck in a boy mentality, our mindset and our emotions yeah. are stuck in, in, that, in that level, we never graduate to become a man. And if we have no one to guide us or mentor us or if we have no – uh, education to teach us what a man is about and how we're supposed to respect and, and support and protect uh, our women, then we can't, we can't develop a healthy emotional mentality. Yeah, that's good. On your end, Sakisha, what do you think as far as for women, young women, um, women, why do you think that they say that um, emotional baggage is one of the reasons they're still single? I mean, like he mentioned about in the impact and influence of those they're connected to, but I think a lot of it has to do with society in general, even things like social media. It impacts the way women see themselves, yes. and then we allow that to determine, you know, when I look at myself in the mirror, do I recognize my value or am I allowing my value to be determined by what I see on social media? You know, you have so many young mm-hmm. women today that have to offer but they tend to see themselves from a negative perspective because they don't look like the women on social media. They don't dress. They don't act. You know, they start to carry themselves differently to emulate what they think is, a you know, a good woman or just basically it's hard for them to distinguish between just because a woman is getting a like on social media doesn't mean <laughs> she's a more value. You know, they have to be able to, as women, we have to be able to understand and discern the difference and recognize that my value is not tied to the number of likes I get on social media. Oh, no, that's you know, you don't open up the whole bag. <laughs> oh, no, look at that's, that's good. And I think that, too, I feel like um, also, too, that emotional baggage comes in the form of, too, kind of like I, I just, you know, one of the things I tell my daughters, both of them, is, you know, they grew up in the household, and I got divorced when my daughter, my oldest daughter was very young. But the one thing that I've never told them is you don't need a man. Now, you can be successful, and you should be able to take care of yourself, right? You should be able to provide for yourself. But at the end of the day, everybody needs to be in a good, healthy relationship. You need a partner in life. That's just the way I feel about it. And so I think that, um, you know, if you've grown up in a household with that being kind of the conversation and that being, you know, um, you know the, the dynamic between the older woman, maybe it's the mother or whomever, and the male partner or husband or whatever, then that can be something that they bring in, and it's part of that emotional baggage and that, that wiring of the mind that says, well, I don't need a man. So, um, I, I, I'm, you know, I'll do what I do, but I ain't getting, you know, attached or whatever. That's kind of what I thought about, too. So I thought that was really good that you brought, brought up social media. I think there's a lot of mixed messages on social media. Yeah, because you can also on 
flip side of that, a young lady may start to think, because I don't have a significant other, then there's something wrong with me. And the thing is, it's okay your process until you find the right person for you. Like Eric was saying, guys go through different phases emotionally and mentally, and sometimes, let's be real, they're not on the same page. They're going through, you know, what you can be an amazing woman, but if that's not what the man is looking for, then you shouldn't Mm. judge yourself. you got to be able to release and let go and recognize, okay, well, I, that doesn't, you know, diminish my value just because he doesn't recognize it, then, okay, you're not the one, and you can't take it personally. And I know a lot of people out there might be saying, oh, it's very easy for you to say. No, I'm saying that because I've been there. I've gone through the part where I cried, wasn't able to look at myself in the mirror, worrying, wondering why me, why wasn't I smart enough, why yep. wasn't I special, why didn't they choose me? But the fact is sometimes so when somebody, when you get rejected from a situation, mm. that's protection because you don't know what's coming down the pipeline with that particular person. Now, you know, if I can just just add on to that emotional baggage (laughs) with women, because... You you sure can, Mr. Aaron. It's a a big issue with self-esteem. And emotionally, women are looking for uh, acceptance. And so they emotionally, especially if they've been, um, these nowadays, a lot of bullying, it's a lot of, um, and that, that right there, self-esteem mm-hmm. hurts women when it comes. Because they, you know, it, just like I said about men having their stages, women have their stages. They, they start off as girls. They have to try to, they have to learn to be women. They have to learn to be wives. And they have to learn to be mothers. But if, they, if they're having that emotional baggage of being hurt and they're stuck in that self-esteem, they don't feel that they're yet a woman even to become to a point to of being a wife because they're so busy looking for that acceptance as a, as a young girl, it's hard for them emotionally to move up into a woman's stage. And mm-hmm. so that's, you know, something. And, and, and on the men's side, emotionally, we may get hurt as well growing up or, you know, our egos. We're learning to deal with our egos as men. We're trying to figure out who are we as men? How are we supposed to emotionally be? We're supposed to be emotionally tough, and we're not supposed to bear our emotions, or or are we? Because if you know nowadays, if you show too much emotion, now they think you either gay or you soft. Exactly. So now men yeah. gotta not to say, well, I gotta be tough and I gotta be rough. You know, that's what men. You know, what's the definition of a man? Is he rough and tough, or is he emotionally allowed, you know, to to share his feelings? But that kind of triggers, you can look at that two ways, because you're talking about from you're building up those walls as a facade to protect yourself, but that same wall that you're using to protect yourself in, you're keeping the right people from connecting to you because you have Mm. that hedge of protection. Because, you know, a lot of times we have, this baggage, like you mentioned, that we're carrying around. It could be from a previous relationship. It could be from something that happened when we were childhood, you know, um, being mistreated. And you haven't gone through the process of forgiving that person or forgiving yourself, so you keep that wall or that hedge of protection up as like that mechanism, hey, I'm not going to get hurt anymore. But at the same time, that wall is there to protect you, but it's at the same time serving as a barrier and it's from keeping the right person from getting to you. So you're gonna have we have to learn how to deal with it and walk through those processes necessary, you know. So what strategies or how would you deal with um, the emotion? Uh, would be the question. All right. Hold on one second. Oh, sorry. He's trying to interview me. You hear, you see that? No, okay. Look, Eric, the white man, baby. Hold on, baby. Let's let's dig deep into that. But what I want to ask the listeners, and I want them. Um, to comment. Now, we're going to have this in, this episode on Facebook, so you can comment in the comment section. It's going to be on Twitter, so you can tweet um, at us. They're going to give you their social handles as well, so you can include at Latay Davis and then um, their social handle as well. But I want to ask you, do you think it's easier, or which sex do you think is easier to navigate their life with emotional baggage? Do you think that it's easier for a female to go from relationship to relationship and still be accepted with her emotional baggage? Or do you think Mm -hmm. it's easier for a male to go from relationship to relationship and be accepted with with his emotional baggage? I got a feeling it's going to be an after-show topic. That's what I got a feeling. (laughs) 
It definitely. I got a feeling. Because really, when you start talking about the strategies, Eric, I think that that's something that is really going to be beneficial to the singles that are out there listening. So um, near the end of this episode, they're going to share their contact information. Don't be scared, okay? Don't be scared. <laughs> but you need to work with them because you hear Eric is already ready to take you to, to Singles Church and bring you out ready to date, okay? But one thing that Satisha talked about was unhealthy attractions. And yeah. I know that that's another reason that a, not, a lot of single people are still, why people are still single, unhealthy attractions. But I'm going to switch this up this time because I think this is going to be interesting. Why do okay. you think that men, Sakisha, are operating in these, why do you think these, what kind of unhealthy attractions are they having that are keeping mm-hmm. them single for men? Mm-hmm, Mr. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at, a lot of times men are looking at the immediate gratification. It's not necessarily a woman that he really cares about. She's meeting Ooh. the need that right then and there, and that's it. So he's single because he's getting an immediate need met, but not necessarily the long-term need. He has to, you know, mature and get to that point where he recognizes it. So a lot of times it's like, okay, yeah, this, you know, she might not have your best interest in heart. She might, you know, X, Y, and Z, but, you know, right now she's looking good and she's willing to do what I want. She's willing to treat me the way I want and talk to me. You know, I don't I don't owe her anything. It's like I can call her and see her when I want to spend time with yes. her. You know, you, we're giving them, it's basically you're giving him all the husband benefits. Therefore, he's like, why do I really need to wife her? I'm getting all the husband benefits right now with and no commitment, no Things attached, uh, you know, and, and that's why your your new book, Wife Material, is so important. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna plug it for you, okay? <laughs> I, look, I got a feeling that book about to break some single women for baby. About to get, I, 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 I look, I'm gonna, I'm getting that book because let me tell you something. I got a feeling that book gonna give you the tea, the coffee, <laughs> and the orange juice. You gonna, you ain't gonna uh, need I, no craziness. Miss Eric, what do you yeah. think is the reason that when, what kind of unhealthy attractions do women have that are keeping them single? Well, I think I know because let me let me do let me do a um what's that what's the, a disclaimer? Now, ladies, Eric <laughs> Eric is very honest. Okay. Now, something Eric was saying in the pre-call, I said, now, Eric just, he had to say it like that, but you do, so go ahead, sir. <laughs> I mean, you're a coach, first, you, you, you earned, look, you got your, come on, just go and tell them. Tell the ladies now <laughs> what mistakes they make. <laughs> well, I, I think they're, they're, they're attracted to uh, the attention. Mm-hmm. They want the attention, they want to be loved, and they're going about it in all the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're being too accessible too soon, mm. and they're, they're compromising. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. So they're compromising in the sense because when the men are showing up front the, the negative signs and, 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 you know, they're showing – truly who they are and what they want, and it doesn't really, it's not a healthy, you know, sign that what, what, what is actually their motives and, and what they want, women are just compromising because they just want somebody, they want some attention, they want some love. And they, you know, even though they know that this is not the right person for me, this is not a healthy relationship, they still just want to be Love, they want to be wanted, and I think they that, want the bills you know, paid. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But I think mm-hmm. even more than that, because you know, we have the women saying, "Hey, you know, we got women these days. I make more money than you. I can take care of yeah. myself." But what That's they're right. looking for that they want to be loved. They want their attention. They want that emotion. They that's what that's that. Yeah, and they come at the basis of at the base of basis of. 
every decision that they make when they are in an unhealthy attraction, ship, whatever that is, because it might not even be labeled a relationship, it's really right. that you you are. And, and you know what? I'm going to tell you now, I think that, I'm going to be honest, I think that my unhealthy attraction, attractions were because at some point, and this is, I'm going to just be honest about this real quick. You know, if you are a woman who's gotten X, Y, Z, it, it doesn't have to be this six-figure job, but if you're doing good for yourself, then you could, you know, you. I've linked up with guy, a guy who said that I thought I knew everything and I thought I was too good for everybody and I needed to turn the mirror on myself. So then in my future, I then dated a guy who didn't have a job. He was nice as all get out, didn't have a job, did not have a car. But guess why? Because I had internalized what that other guy had told me, and this guy was somebody I'd known my whole life, right? So, um, And so I internalized it. So I think that unhealthy attractions can come from, too, the fact that we are like, okay, I was hurt. I was hurt. He said I was too demanding. I was too materialistic. So then we kind of change or mm-hmm. that, or or ignore what it is that we really want out of a, a potential partner because we've kind of been convinced that what we were wanting was too much. That Now, that's just me speaking. Yeah, but that kind of ties back to the emotional baggage. You got, as women, we have to be able to release it. Okay, that previous relationship, it didn't work out. This is how that person may have felt, but that doesn't define who I am. You take that oh, information and then look at yourself and say, okay, is this true? But if it's not, then, you know, we got to learn to keep going, forgive ourselves. Like, hey, you know what, it didn't work out. But then it's like, all right, you learn what you need to learn from that and keep going. You know, you got to, you know, it says you got to encounter the fake before you recognize the real. So you have to be able to recognize that. It's like, okay, well, you know. I think, I think too, is um, look, I got to clap for that. I got the clap for him. <laughs> you didn't get no clap. You didn't get the clap. But I'm thinking, just, look, Sakisha just took me back to the first reason and then Millie rocked me. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, she had to do that. She had to do it like that. So now I see that I got a couple. I got a couple of reasons. Okay, Mr. Eric. I'm sorry. No, no problem. No, because I mean, it, it starts with that first, that first relationship, and that first relationship may have started in high school. You got hurt, or disappointed, and you never, you never recovered from that, and found out, you know, oh, you know, what's the, what's, what's the, what's the best path to stay on? So, and then as you grow, relationships, each relationships, if they, if they turn out to be a disappointment or a hurt, it just adds on. It keeps bumping you away from what is it that I should be, what, what, is, the, what is the correct way of dating? What is it that I should yeah. be looking for? Because now every time you get hurt and every time you go into another relationship, you're not going to compromise from what you had from before. Mm-hmm. So you got hurt because maybe you got disappointed. They, they dogged you out with multi, dating multiple women. So the next time you can be like, you got that baggage, and you may you may put up a wall there, but you may compromise yep. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. and then also that one is disappointing. So now you compromise. So now you put up a wall from that, and now you compromise some other way. Maybe you're gonna give more money, or you're gonna do this more. And so now you got a bunch of walls up, and then you got a bunch of compromising. So you're gonna compromise somewhere because now you're like, well, wow. I, I, you know, ever since high school, I've never been able to get a boyfriend that I really love or, or I did this. I compromised by having sex. And now, I, you know, you got that in, in, your, in, your, in what, you, what you want, you know, what you're looking for. And then maybe, you know, so it's just constantly moving forward with a lot of, um, how do you say, bumps. You're being bumped around. And you never made a correction. You never had. You never dealt with the first, yep. you know, disappointment or, or rejection. So once you're yeah. becoming a young adult, you are now into the point where you're either going to be very hostile and not, you know, you know, not going to even attempt to, yep. to allow, you know, someone to date you, or you're going to be too. Well, I don't care. I just want to get mine, and you just 
do you just yeah. go out and get whether it be time, sex, or whatever, and your emotions yeah. you put in the bag. Now you just yeah. you, you never dealt with that initial hurt or the nif, initial Ooh. number of. So now you I, just I, now, don't. Now, don't feeling like I'm on that young one. I mean, I don't know now. You you almost got me feeling like I got to go take a minute, beloved. Like I'm almost because <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? You're so right. It can be a it can be one relationship that just at that point then changes the way it defines actually the way you engage in other relationships. And when you look back on all your relationships, because we talked about this too when when we had the pre call, and I was telling y'all why I think. See, I couldn't put the onus on the men that I attract, all of it on them. It, it just has to be, it would be ignorant for me to do that. Um, but, you know, just this trend of the type of men that I attract and then trying to figure out where that started at. And you know what I'm saying? Y'all, I, let me write down our young I got to write down our young because y'all, I don't know if I'm on an after show. Y'all might have me in a fetal position crying. Now. <laughs> so the the third reason is mm-hmm. too busy. Yeah. Too busy. So, Mr. Eric, why do you think that men use the excuse, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Why do you think that men use the reasoning that they are too busy to, well, and that's why they're still single? There's, I mean, there's two, there's, there's, there's two, two things that come to mind. One that they're actually so busy with their careers that um, all they want is the booty call, and mm. that's it. And then they're too time to, they're too busy to commit to, or, you know, put more time in a relationship. Or, uh, I mean that's really it. You know, they they like. No, I'll say the other one. They too big. No, that's the that's, that's the they career got a lot part. They got It's too I mean, many. Exactly. I was gonna go. That was the career side. And the other side is that they they they, they got so many women <laughs> that kind of spread themselves. You know, I only could give you thirty minutes today. Tomorrow I can give this woman an hour, or I can give Ooh, this woman a day. Ooh, I'm busy that tomorrow, so happening. I can I'll call for you. So Ooh, the next day, you talking about pain? Girl. Now that's a pain and right so there. When a, when a woman a finds out that she on a roster, ooh, baby, that's so a pain the right there. Those are the two ways that I think, you know, one, that they're juggling so many women, or other ones, they're juggling their career, and all, they're not really looking to really, you know, um, have a, co- a committed relationship. They're just looking for um, a physical need to be met. So Right. Listeners, y'all did hear that I had to pull that second reasoning out of Mr. Eric. Um, <laughs> we ain't going to well, – I got y'all, sis. I got you, sis. I'm not about to let him skate, Okay. We need all of it. Tell us all of it. <laughs> so, Keisha, what do you think? Um, why do you think women use the the, term, the reasoning that they are too busy and that's why they're still single? One, I, I think they either use it as a mechanism to keep themselves from being hurt. So they're just like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I've got this. It's excuse because you don't want to deal with the fact that oh, you're single and it bothers you. So we're like, oh, no, I've got my job. I've got this. I've got that. You know, that part I understand. But, two, if she tells the guy that sometimes he's just not the one. She's, you know, he's nice to spend time with, but he's, like, more of a the friend zone type, you know. So if you're like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm too busy, meaning that, I, you know, I got a lot on my plate, a.k.a. you're just not the one that I want to really spend my time with. Because trust me, as a woman, find a man and he's the right one, we can be a right What we going to do? It's independent, but we will make the time. We, we can multitask like business. <laughs> and you know what? That's the same thing that I think people say about men too, though, is if yeah. they really are into someone, they're going to mm-hmm. make the time. So I think that's on yeah. both ends. It's like when you really are feeling someone and you're interested in them, you're going to make the time. I think yeah. 
I, I really want to because we talked about three different reasons why people are still single. We talked about emotional baggage. Um, we talked about unhealthy, unhealthy attractions. And we've also talked about being too busy from the male and the female perspective. I want to find out from the both of you as um, coaches and counselors, how can you – what would your process look like if you were to sit down with a single individual? How can you help them to actually get out of this? Because I'm going to be honest, I'll even say I'm busy just because I don't want to go through the process of of getting to know and then being disappointed. Mm-hmm. So well, I'll, I'll, I've, I've actually, and this is really true, honestly, I've convinced myself that I am too busy, but that's because, you know, I share it with y'all, I have just been lied to so many times, you know, and I think that when someone is really genuine and authentic, genuine, you know, and I'm not perfect, but you look, we can sit and we can eat granola and drink water together. I love great white ink pens, and if you <laughs> don't mind watching Scandal uh, on Netflix with me, look, I will put on my holy cute little holy pants, and we know I scandal. Like, I'm just so simple. But what could you do, if, like, you know, with a, a single person to help them? Help them well, actually get out there and be prepared to date. What would that kind of session or conversation look like? Well, like? first of all, we'd like to find out the hidden truth, the hidden yeah. truth. Now what what are, what's what's behind that? Well, I'm too busy, or I don't have time. What's the hidden truth? Because there is some type of hurt, there is some type of blockage, um, yeah. or there is some type of you know something that's preventing that person from moving forward and looking to start dating. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also ask them what what does a, a successful date look like. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, that's but, good. you know, woman, what is what is you know, what is the type of guy that you would enjoy being with? Um, you know. And then if it's a man, what is a what is a you know, a woman that you would like to spend time with? What you know, what yeah. what motivates you? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's good. I mean, because for real, for real, I think when you start asking those type of questions then you get down to, okay, now you said you don't mind sitting at the house and watching a good movie if it's the right person, somebody that you're really interested in getting to know. So why are you out in the street all the time? And you, you know what I mean? Or it's kind of like sometimes our behavior doesn't match what our true desires are, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of like we're acting – and um, opposite of what it is that we want, and that's why we have the unhealthy attraction. Yes. 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 You know what? Oh, my God. You find a good. I'm good. <laughs> you find a good girl <laughs> looking for a bad boy, you know? You find a good yeah. girl who, who's looking for a bad boy, and then you find a, a good, you know, a good boy. Looking for a bad girl, you know, oh versus a, a a good boy looking for a good looking girl. Looking for a good girl, yeah. And when I, I'm being nice about it, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay. yeah, yeah. In other words, you. Have so basically, to, y'all, what he's saying is, you know, you could have, you know, you know, ladies. See, I'm gonna speak from a woman's perspective. So, ladies, you know, you know, you done met him. The one who was all, you know, real polite, and I mean, he seemed like he just worked hard, and he was. You know, just you know, like just real up, up and up. But then next time, baby, about a couple of weeks in, he's talking nasty, and he, you be like, oh, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know, Lord. Or he asking you about things, you like, what? What you? You know what? That might be too close to home for me because that'll bring up some old hurt. That's gonna bring us some old hurt. So, if somebody, if they, if they, so what is your message 
um, to mm. singles dating today, like, you know, because today is a little different from before, and I have, like, a millennial daughter and I have a Gen Z daughter. My millennial daughter is a, you know, I'm going to tell you, these millennials, look, they don't want you wasting their time. Like, they will cut you so quick. You know what I mean? They'll just, they'll go. Like, they just, they, they do not like having their time wasted. Me, I'm an older woman, so for me, I just don't want to date anybody with small children, and I just want to travel. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. What advice would you give to singles that are out here dating today? Social media land. is ugh. Be truthful. Yeah, Truthful and upfront, and what what you're looking to looking for in a relationship, and then don't don't tell the other person what the what you think they want to hear, but you want to be mm. upfront and so, and um, that has to be on both sides. You know, you got to dig and 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 you know find the hidden truths, but be upfront and truthful. Okay, one, don't ignore the red flags. A lot of times exactly. we say, you know what, I want to date, and you see the red flags and you ignore them because you want to be in a relationship. No. Yeah. If they're, when they're showing who they are, then be, like, ready to deal with it. Like I know you're saying your millennial daughter, they're ready to cut people off. I mean, communication is key. Uh, a lot it of is. people, what they're doing is they're ghosting everybody, and people, some people are left, like, hurt and confused because they're like, what did I do? That's right. Just, no, yeah. Now, that's, that's how they are. But, yeah, right. I don't think that yeah. I think it needs to be communication. And I'm really big on mm-hmm. if we're not meant to be as a couple, we still can be friends. You understand? So that's why I think that that is so important, that even yeah. if, you know, I, a man meets someone and he's like, nah, she, you know, I thought she was, but she wasn't. Then I think it does kind of need to be like some kind of easy little conversation, you know, maybe take her out, get her a favorite burger first before you just say, you know. But I think that there still could be a friendship if those two people are mature enough to be like, okay, I see what, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think that a lot of people, um, like you said, with the red flag. For me as a single woman out here dating, the red flags are so many. It's like, bro. (laughs) I mean, it is. It's so many. And, you know, we talked about this. We talked about married men on the pre-call that are not out here wearing their wedding rings and they are not acting married. So, I mean, I think it's just like, but like you said, it's these red flags, but they're just so many that I think that women just feel like there's no good man out there, and I think that men feel the same way. I think they feel that there's no female out here that's on the up and up, and I can see that from a man's perspective. If all she wants is, you know, she talking about money and parties and, you know, nails and hair and trips and stuff, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Before you dig in my pocket, can you try to get to know me, you know? So but then I, also if- – if that's what they're trying, what they're attracting, okay, where are they attracting these women? Where are they meeting them? You Ooh, know, because of, come on now. Saying, now it's not saying that all women in church are perfect because you're gonna find them in church too. I'm gonna be completely. I'm gonna be completely honest, but just think about it. If you meet a woman in the club, and not judging everybody that goes to the club, but I mean, if you meet her in the club and she's, you know, you got all your clothes and all of this hanging out, and all of a sudden you you expecting something totally different the next morning. Okay, this is what you know. This is that yeah. you know. That's that part. Can talk. They might have just been having fun at the club that weekend. Okay, find out what's going on. Have those conversations. Yeah. Everybody's so busy. Because, look, her girl drug her out and told her to put on her her, her little black dress because she's getting over an ex. You need to know that she has a fresh ex. You know what I mean? Because those emotions are still there, right? Yeah. So she may say, I don't normally dress like that. Okay, so... Well, I just broke up with, I mean, that's important to know. If you're interested in somebody and it's like a fresh breakup. Ooh-wee. Have those conversations. But start dating with a purpose. Be, it has to be on, go beyond superficial. We mm. have so many people that are like, they're looking at this person because they're driving this kind of car or they have this kind of job. Okay, what happens you get into a relationship and they don't have that car anymore or they don't have that job anymore? You're going to bounce. So it's like. You know, you yeah, that really was a mama call. They auntie call. That superficial stuff. 
Oh, you know, I mean, women do it too. Women do it too. <laughs> they they be out here trying to make it, you know, trying to put up this picture, and it ain't all that it is on the back end. <laughs> it really is. Yep. Yeah. So, Mr. Eric, you got anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> now you know, y'all. Look, now we we talk about this, but we still have to do things in good and decent order. So we have to allow the king on this call and, of course, in his household to have the last word if he wants to wrap up or tie up that conversation. Now, we gotta, we got to <laughs> do it right. See, that's all I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on Mill King, honey. Baby, I don't want to make no decisions. I don't want to make I, Look, I, I, all I'm saying is what do you want to eat? Just tell me. You want to? Okay, anyway. I well, you like know, since you mentioned I'm, I'm that, I'm in the right direction. I think, man, it just—I mean, it's—it's it's really all in how the the perspectives and the ex- expectations, um, and that's the environment that you grow up in. If you if you grow up in a, in a, an economically challenged environment, and yeah. um, you know, or if you you know, if you don't, then you know it's going to be do two different perspectives on what you're looking for, um, you know. When it comes to dating, you know, so you know that's that's really the deciding factor when it comes to dating and what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and because um, if you're economically challenging you and you know you don't have a two if you you know two house two two uh, parent household, mm-hmm. you don't you know you're not getting any input and if there's no communication from the parents teaching them um, some values and and how to yeah. treat you know. It, you know, yep. then, then you don't have that. So it's just, you know. I think that, that's and, 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 I, and I think that, so what we can understand from this episode is that what, what the, 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 the driving center thing is, is that whether you are a man or a woman, if you are still single and you are wanting to find that partner, the first thing that you have to do is you have to get real with yourself. And before you go out here with your emotional baggage or you have these unhealthy attractions for whatever reason or you're saying, look, I'm too busy, if you have fear of intimacy, if you're too picky, you got low self-esteem, um, you know, you, you don't want your routine change, you may have children on either side, man or woman, the bottom line, what the highlights are saying, is that you still need to take responsibility for who you are as an individual and get and start working on you, right, before you go out here with whatever it is that you're holding on to. Because I think that it's safe to say that if you go out into the dating world with all of this stuff still on you, how are you expecting to get anything different than what you've already had? Yeah. This is so true. Like, you know what I'm so saying? True. Yes. And you're it still going to attract the same thing. You, you still are. Yes. It, it has to be some kind of sense of um, when you're dating, um, it has to be a foundation of family. And if you don't know how to yeah. date the other person um, and to try to build a a, a good foundation for a family, then yeah. the next generation That's will it. be just lost That's and just as yeah. sad as the current generation. So it has to be some sense of morals and some sense of of manners and and you know how to respect and expectations of you know. And it's dating. almost like all of a sudden you know you're in the right relationship. I think when the way you used to respond, you don't respond, or you at least you stop yourself. What you used to may say or what you used to would do or how you used to act if you got irritated. It's like, I can't, well, let me check myself. You know what I'm saying? I think that if you see somebody kind of growing or, or, or at least being cognizant of the way that they respond and the way it makes you feel, then that's a, that's a dope thing. Do y'all have a program for singles? Like, do y'all have a program? Uh, a class, uh, a mastermind, a come to Jesus. What do y'all have for singles? What y'all? <laughs> well, we're going to ask for myself, but I'm asking for myself. 
asking for a friend. <laughs> now, uh-uh, I'm going to keep it 100. God, I'm going into 2020, and I'm going to be transparent. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I am asking for myself because, see, I'm very I, – I, I got some things I need to work on. So I'm going to write it down. What y'all got for singles? What do y'all have? <laughs> we're going to – we're going – we actually have a lot of projects coming up now. Um Okay. And um, singles and relationships and marriages, and yeah. um, um, we're going to um, webinars and, and trainings, um, and then we're going to be having seminars and, and conferences, um, and in in the future we're going to have retreats and conferences. Yeah. So we have a lot of stuff coming up that we're preparing, um, and then we will have you know um, select programs where we will have some VIP coaching. Um, whether it be yeah. singles or, 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 you know, married couples, you know. But, you know, that's kind of, you know, in a that's nutshell. The ter- that's the be. direction you're going. I'm going to be honest. I really want to tell y'all, thank y'all for even thinking about um, single people and helping to shape them and teach them um, self-love language so that they can then learn love language, right, towards other people. <laughs> Um, because then that then gives you, um, you know, makes you feel like, okay, I'm, you're making a difference when it comes to married people. Um, I think that what you guys are doing is so important and so necessary. Um, you know, and so I want to let you all know that the Highlights are a God-fearing family. Um, they have two amazing children, um, and they have their own story. Um, and how they've managed to stay married for 21 years. Um, and I know those years were not always easy, but I think that they are a great example of how you can create something amazing with your partner um, when you're willing to kind of say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to look at myself. Are you ready to look at yourself? We've, we're too far in, or I care too much about you to let any of this go. And so I I just love y'all for real though for real you just put that on my little notes I love y'all I want you guys if you don't mind to share with everyone how they can connect with y'all okay well we're on all forms of social media on Facebook Instagram and Twitter under Marriage Can Win um, but what for the listeners that are are listening to this call. If they send us an email at marriagecanwin at gmail.com, again, that's marriagecanwin at gmail.com, and in the subject line they put Brown Collective, we can send them the free e-guide that basically when dating your way still isn't working. So we'll send them a free copy of that. And as soon as um, our webinar is released for singles, since they have uh, Brown Collective in there, they will get priority registration and we'll send them a bunch of discounts and stuff. We want to make sure that we do whatever we can because we both came from parents of divorce. My mom married and divorced twice. My father-in-law married and divorced three times. When my grandfather passed away at 94, he was on his fourth marriage. So we didn't have anybody to teach us what a successful relationship look like you know yeah you see us we're laughing we're smiling we enjoy each other's now but we went through <laughs> many years where we didn't like each other we struggled yeah. to like you yeah. know to, to keep the marriage together so yeah it was a process and we'd like to share we're not perfect in any way shape or form but we'd love to share what we've learned with other couples so it will at least give them the tools and strategies that they for things that they may encounter when they're dating and then looking to get married. Yeah, and I um for me when I look at, you know, all the past coachings and um and the dealings with couples it really boils down to me, that's why I like to educate because if we can it's just like school. If we can give you the elementary and the middle school, when you get to high school and college, you'll you'll have the tools and strategies to be successful. So if we can get the individuals that are getting ready to start dating or starting or dating now, and if we can educate them on what it means to be, um, to, uh, to have a successful relationship, now we can empower you um, with the tools and strategy, and then we go out and encourage you to move forward with all that, that knowledge 
and that wisdom and and to be that successful relationship, that be that successful couple that moves into marriage and have a strong foundation. And when you look at that family, that family has a foundation because it's been educated and it's been empowered and then it's been encouraged. So now they can spread that knowledge to their children, and that's the legacy that you pass on um, Amen. to their kids. And so now that's a new generation of individuals and, 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 and um, people that will now have a successful marriage. They won't end up in divorce. They, they will have a, you know, they will move on and be successful in their, in their lives and to be happy and have joy versus they're always being um, just a bunch yeah. of emotional hurt and physical hurt. Yeah. And, you know, and, it, and, it, and it, you know, it's just really a bunch of single people on this earth looking for, for love. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it. Now, y'all heard that they said send them an email with the subject line, uh, subject line being Brown Collective. You'll send an email to marriagecanwin, marriagecanwin at gmail.com. Put in the subject line Brown Collective so that when they release the webinar, you'll get first access to it, but they're also going to send you a guide on your still single what what I need to do? What I need to do? I'm I'm sending my email um tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna send the time I get off the phone. I appreciate y'all. Um, I think that we we I really would love for us to continue the conversations. Um, and I really appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedule from your family and other stuff to sit down with me to hopefully educate um, our community and help our people learn to understand that they can reach out for help um, and they can reach out for guidance. And that's exactly what Eric and Sakisha are offering you. They're offering you a new way, a new pair of glasses, a new way to look at yourself, look at how you're navigating out here in your life, whether you're single or married, and let go of what how it always has been and create something new because what I hear Eric talking about is legacy. You know what I'm saying? And so when he's telling you, look, is learn a better way to communicate, looking at family and, and growth and everything, that's legacy. And every single one of us um, should want to create that. And so I'm going to tell you, with Sakisha and Eric, you're you going to get there. Do not, do not go into the first quarter of this year the same way that you were in 2019. So the first quarter of 2020, the second quarter, the third quarter, the fourth quarter, challenge yourself and do something different. And it's always going to start with you. I appreciate the both of y'all. Thank y'all so much for being on the blind, the first episode of the Brown Collective Podcast. <laughs> y'all are so awesome. I could have thought of a better way to launch. I am so thankful to y'all and to my listeners. Thank you so much. You know, we keep it real. We keep it 100. And I might not sound like a professional podcaster, but I will oh, say, yeah. well, we're going to get to the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth because at the end of the day, if we don't push our community, who will, right? Amen. I like that. Okay. So make right. sure that you comment under the comment under the episode. Make sure you use the hashtag Watch Us Unify. Our official hashtag Watch Us Unify. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you, King. Thank you so much, Miss Lakeisha Queen. And I really appreciate you. Yeah, I, I appreciate y'all so much. God bless everybody. Bye. 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 I hope you enjoyed my interview with the amazing Eric and Sakisha Heilig. And I want to know what were some of your takeaways from our conversation? It was really exciting for me to talk to them as the founders of Marriages Can Win to talk about single people and how we need to get our stuff together so that hopefully one day we can be married if that's what you desire to do. 
So I want to know, what did you think about the episode? And make sure you connect with Eric and Sakisha to get your life together.